Howdy folks, this is The Good Speaking. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok. Enjoy the gold. We have liftoff. We have liftoff. The Messiah is coming. Green light. (laughs) Well, welcome back. This is the good, the bad, and the boys, <laughs> bringing you the, the latest in apocalypse updates. I'm Taryn. I'm Isaac. We're uh, reviewing some very similar movies this week. Oh, yeah. I almost thought we reviewed the same movie. We pretty much did. Same exact movie, just a little different in style. Yeah, a bit of a bit of a weird phenomena in Hollywood, where some years will just be two almost identical movies that come out. Yeah. <laughs> I think the one that comes to mind to me is, was it like 2012? with Olympus Has Fallen. And then there was that one with Channing Tatum and Jamie Foxx called White House Down. Oh, yeah. And it was like the same movie. Like the same, same thing, yeah. That's that's exactly and what almost, happened in here in 1998. <laughs> and almost every one of these little weird dual movie blockbuster things, one of them always takes themselves way more seriously than the other. Yeah, it really does, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, so this, this week we're reviewing two movies about the same subject matter. It's about about uh what i think everyone's ideal 2020 scenario would be is a comet striking ideal candidate Earth for from a distance comet 2020 and uh so which, which one did you bring to the table here this week guys? <laughs> the michael bay jerry bruckheimer masterpiece that is uh armageddon oh yeah fun times starring uh <laughs> this is a big cast too they did not hold back in this movie bruce willis <laughs> <laughs> ben affleck billy bob thornton Liv tyler Owen Wilson, Steve Buscemi, Michael Clark Duncan, and Keith David Williams, who played the Arbiter, I believe. In like from Halo? Halo? Yeah, Halo 2 and 3. <sighs> so the Arbiter's in this movie. Two and a half hours of Michael Bay wonder. Oh, um, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Tarrant, what, 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 you know uh, what do you know about comets? About comets? Probably more than I should. I was way too into the dinosaurs when I was a kid. Nice. I don't even know if there's such a thing as way too into the dinosaurs. But <laughs> <laughs> True. Yes. I find all the mapping and such to be boring, but I, oh, yeah, right. comets, you know, big blocks comets, of yeah. ice and gas in the outer edges of the solar system, the beautiful tails of ice Brings streaking ice off age. as they melt in the sun. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, I was watching like a little documentary this morning with uh, Leonard Nimoy. Um, so oh, I wow. guess... Uh, <laughs> I guess the Earth has a one in five thousand chance of getting hit by an asteroid. Not not very good odds. I think we're I think we're long overdue for an asteroid hit are, of apocalyptic yeah. scale, from what I understand. Right. Yeah, I think there was like a what was it? I forget the comet name, but I think uh, I think they mentioned the nineteen ninety six comet sighting. Yeah, it was pretty big, and it just missed us by just as close as the moon is. It, it like just missed us by by a hair. <laughs> And we would have yeah, been annihilated that, in 1996. That, yeah, it was that one that was like a mile wide or something that exploded over Russia. And luckily it was out in the middle of like bumfuck Siberia. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, but if, it's spooky. Yeah, people were saying like if that exploded over like a major city or something, millions of people would be dead. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Which, uh, yeah, this movie definitely plays us off of that idea. There's like little mini asteroids mm. coming in from, from the big one, the big central asteroid. A lot of devastation. It's quite scary. Would you say that you or Michael Bay knows more about 
asteroids and comets. <laughs> yeah, I I think Michael Bay has the heart of destruction and chaos, so maybe he does know more than I do. Mm. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, he certainly knew the distinction between an asteroid and a comet, and he made a point to uh, to make sure that that was mentioned, <laughs> so that he his movie wouldn't be seen as a ripoff of the other film that came out in that same year, the same summer of 1998. <laughs> very, very, very smooth. Definitely not Yeah, very smooth. In any yeah, so way. I, reviewed, I reviewed Deep Impact, and that one was a comet coming to Earth. And Michael Bay, in his movie that came out two months later, mm. made sure to let everyone know that this was about an asteroid. Yes. And they're different. They are, they are different. He, so, he knows astronomy. He knows. He knows astronomy. He knows space. He made Transformers. That <laughs> takes Transformers. place in space sometimes. Yeah, it, it, he, he knows. He's qualified, totally. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a, what a time Yeah, watching all two and a half hours of this movie. Wow, two and a half hours uh, of that. Of just frantic pacing. I almost, uh, <laughs> I almost had a seizure. It's that nice Transformers cutting back and forth, wow, it's like... frantic craziness. <laughs> you can't really tell a... what's going on at any point it's in like time. that cyberpunk launch where they had to redo it because the lights were triggering epileptic seizures oh is that is that why it was delayed or what's going on with that no but something after launch there was some sequence in the campaign where like uh, the patterns and the array of lights were like basically the same much. as to what doctors use to trigger epileptic seizures like oh really <laughs> for diagnostic purposes oh, so they went they went uh, all overboard on the neon aspect of a cyberpunk oh, uh, yeah, very, universe. Very lit up. Very lit. Oh yeah. Right. Just like Michael Bay went, I think, uh, uh reasonably overboard with the comet destruction. I'm sorry, asteroid, yeah. asteroid. destruction. It's not yes. a comet, it's an asteroid. What would you say is the science to explosion ratio in Armageddon? Explosion ratio. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like that might be one thing that they got right in some of the aftermath. For every scientific thing. fact, how much explosions are there? There's a lot. They don't. They don't hold back. This, the, the entire opening just opens up with just a bunch of little meteorites just crashing through, <laughs> obliterating, annihilating New York City and other places around the world. I think like around the finale, there's like one major one that like hits Paris. It just completely annihilates the Eiffel Tower. Paris is gone. It's it's That's gone. It's it's absolutely gone. No more baguettes. It's a big canyon. Yeah. It's a big canyon. But yeah, it's a uh, ratio wise, I I don't know the science behind any ratios, but I don't know. It, 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 Michael Bay knows the difference between. I trust them. Yeah, yeah, I, I trust them as a trust him. as a scientifically accurate filmmaker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. So uh, you know, yeah, uh, I, I will trust this man. Anyways, but yes, this uh this film. <laughs> Really, really <laughs> struggled to get the word film out there. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was stuck in this your throat for a second. Nightmare. Film. <laughs> this, this, uh, I don't even know. Yeah, but it was, it was surprisingly awarded four Academy Award nominations, mainly for just like special effects, and graphics and whatnot. Well, for, for 1998. Those were really good special effects. It was pretty good. There's one thing the yeah. man gets right. That's 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 the only good thing I would say of this film is yeah. Wow. I, I like the destruction, the Michael Bay explosions, the practical explosions, which was quite nice to see, even if it was aneurysm inducing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, was, it was it was good. Good graphics. Comet. The the asteroid was interesting. It was cool set pieces. I do miss the the days of more of the blend of practical and CGI. 
they did pretty good in this. Yeah, the, the, this entire movie too is just like a whole Aerosmith album too. Every every <laughs> other song was just Aerosmith, and, and that was also nominated for best uh, original song. The I don't uh, some big Suicide Squad vibes there. <laughs> Love that song, and this movie ruined it for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Even though it came from this movie. But yeah, also the screenplay, too, surprisingly, was written by J.J. Abrams, which makes a lot of sense. Wow, who, who would have guessed? It's a whole mix of blockbuster directors and everything, so this this must have been his launch forward in the industry. Disney spared no expense <laughs> no. trying to ruin Deep Impact. No, yeah, they, what was it, what was the budget that they... So Deep Impact had a budget of about $80 million, and it made mm. about $350 million. So that's a pretty good return. Yeah. Armageddon had a budget of 140 million mm. <laughs> and made 550-ish million. But I think I was looking cuz Armageddon was released 2 months after Deep Impact. Deep Impact was like the start of the summer and mm. Armageddon was at the end. And uh after Deep Impact was released, Disney Big Daddy Mickey gave oh, the yes. pr- gave Daddy Bay the uh like an extra three million for special effects the movie was done being filmed like they were basically done with the movie and they're like here's an extra three million make it look good <laughs> wonderful yes and i i think even when who's the writer for deep impact ruben or something joel uh yeah deep impact had two writers there was bruce joel ruben who was like did all the high concept sci-fi stuff and then michael token cut it down into more of the drama that it ended up gotcha. being. Okay, yeah, more of a character-driven piece for Deep Impact. But yeah, I guess Ruben, he, he did pitch his idea to one of like the Disney production heads, and they just stole it and ran with it. They just finessed it. <laughs> just finessed it. <laughs> it made it, it, I think made he was it bigger and as better. As he was doing it, yeah, some executive was just taking notes the whole time. And <laughs> I guess, I don't know, maybe Ruben's never been <laughs> seen, seen someone do that before. He's like, I'm sure that guy's writing about something else. He's yeah, totally not stealing my idea. After they like take notes about his whole detailed pitch, and then they're like, "No thanks, no thanks, see ya, have a good one." <laughs> no, but actually, yes. No, but actually, yes, but actually. Yeah, that was uh, that's quite unfortunate. I feel bad for the man. Yeah, I mean, his movie still got made, and it's yeah, probably a little more akin to, akin to yeah, his uh, vision. Tolkien yeah. cut out a good bit because the original cut of Deep Impact was like, or the original script was like a three-hour-long movie. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that Ruben wrote and Spielberg sort of helped produce, mm. but. Armageddon. How do you think that handles the uh, the source material and uh, the tone of a world-ending asteroid approaching? Oh my God! It doesn't take itself seriously at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like the Transformers like style of like witticism, fast talking, bunch of references to other things. Just Fuck every yeah. other line. It's just. That's kind of the weird thing with Michael Bay's style is that he like teeters on the edge of comedy, just being a purely (laughs) comedic movie. I can never tell if it's like a satire of what's going on. And then I remember it's a Michael Bay movie and he unironically just thinks everyone talks like that. Right. So it's not, it's not a satire. It's just, (laughs) he just thinks everyone talks like him. Exactly. He's a parody of himself. Yeah. It really feels like Armageddon is just a, his parody, his response, (laughs) a parody, like satire sense, but it just has enough like drama and action to where it remains neutral, more of a blockbuster action. (laughs) 
but it is close. He is on the knife's edge of that of being just purely, purely just a funny movie. If this movie was received as a comedy, do you think it would have been hailed as a masterpiece? It might actually. <laughs> I, th- I think if it really went ham, like even more so on the dialogue and the characters Marketed just as. being, you know, just just all the actors just not caring just messing around i think it, it might because i mean you had like yeah he had like even steve buscemi doing his quips and stuff it, and and even like michael clark duncan was just a humorous portion of the movie and yeah it was just it might be like one of those adam sandler type movies so uh, I, I don't know those highly regarded adam sandler movies so the vibes i get off of michael bay a little bit in this movie it literally has the same dialogue from Transformers. I think he, uh, I don't know, maybe he reeled it back in for Transformers just a just a bit. But yeah, it's just the same thing. Such a weird style of his. <laughs> I never thought I'd hear this the phrase reeled back and Transformers in the same sentence. So Armageddon must have really <laughs> so Armageddon, set the bar high. I think so, yeah. <laughs> then Michael Bay was like, all right, got to reel that comedy back just a bit. Keep it more for some actual in. serious source material that I'm working with now, like Transformers. There was a dial of reeling of in with Michael Bay. He just did like just one degree of dialing in with Transformers. Degree. But anyways, yeah, it was the highest grossing film worldwide. Uh, can't say that for the U.S. It was second only to Saving Private Ryan during that year. But yeah, this is just a total response to just that whole like twister disaster movie i think they were even trying to emulate some of like the apollo 13 movie too okay i feel like because i was looking at it and i also know way too much about dinosaurs but the (laughs) fact that dinosaurs were killed by comets was revealed not too long before this movie was made before both Mm -hmm. of these movies were made and it was just a big interesting like talking point for a lot of people like oh wow the comet killed the dinosaurs that's pretty random and uncontrollable Mm-hmm. What if a comet came towards us? And I guess that just wasn't really a thing a lot of people thought about too much up until that point, just yeah. like the general public. And hey, I don't blame them. Apparently, in the White House, there's a lot of uh, secret uh, plans regarding that. Oh, but, you okay. know, your average fucking Joe Schmoes, kids playing with dinosaur toys in the other room. Yeah, it's like, whatever. <laughs> but then it was a hot thing all of a sudden. It was kind of like the it's kind of like the 2010s zombie trend. Oh, okay. Was, <laughs> everyone was making comet shit. Comets were cool astronomy club yeah it seems like every generation has some type of apocalyptic um trend every, yeah there's so always often. some weird the movie trend you know there's like the monster movies back in the golden age there's like the kaiju movies and now there's the the comet ones mm-hmm. and there's the zombie ones in the 2020s it's just it's kind of like a black mirror where it's sort of like a sort of a oh, 4d yeah. movie experience technological yeah uh, all you all you really have to do is just look look outside and that's your that's your apocalyptic that's your, movie that's trend. Your nightmare, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's the news. That's the that's the craze. It's, it's, the news. it's the social media. It's the Facebook. So everyone and their fucking mom wanted to make a a comet movie because it was cool. It was hip. Yeah. That's funny you say like some of the secret some some planning that the White House is doing to prep because in this documentary with Leonard Nimoy, they were talking to some astronomers and they're like. Yeah, plan A would be to uh, probably just try to blow it up with a nuke uh, head on, <laughs> even though yep, yep, yep. <laughs> even though the movies describe that probably wouldn't be the case. But yeah, that's literally the only like suggestion they. Well, they I trust gave Michael Bay's interpretation of just nuke it. It'll be fine. It'll be it'll be fine. I think that is the plan. I think yeah. there is 
it's brought up in deep impact, but I think there actually is like a coalition between, I know the US and Russia at least, mm. that we could spare just a tad. We might dig into the nuclear stockpile to save the planet <laughs> okay. from an asteroid. Yeah. Hopefully, Perhaps. that'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Which there is some collaboration some with Russians in this one. And it's an interesting little space race feel to it. And uh, yeah, they're kind of describing too a little bit of the physics. The asteroid's going 40,000 miles an hour. I don't think we have vehicles that go anywhere, anywhere near close. So uh, it was kind of interesting the whole Armageddon <laughs> little slingshot using the moon's gravitational pull to like catch up with the comet. Who knows if that's a valid idea of like catching up? To uh, was I think recently NASA land a piloted like a an unmanned something on an asteroid or a comet mm. out somewhere, but that oh, was in nice. like the 2010s and it was hard as fuck to do. So yeah, <laughs> you know, 20 years <laughs> earlier, it is the concept of science fiction to <laughs> yeah. land Bruce Willis on an asteroid moving. It seems like a lot of our media kind of influences some of our technology, like you know, a bunch of like Star Trek devices now we have like iphones and it seems like hollywood is protecting a lot of these uh, some illuminati shit isaac you should be careful what you're saying i know it's kind of scary i'm spilling some hollywood secrets. can see the future yeah that certainly isn't very reassuring with all the <laughs> apocalypse movies that we're reviewing no, hollywood can predict the future <laughs> nice how do you think the tone of the movie supports the uh how scary this concept is um so tonally uh, did you feel the stakes were there no no, not at all. No. <laughs> it's it's kind of like that ragtag team, Suicide Squad, bunch of bunch of nobodies, bunch of blue collared assholes trying their it's best what? to. It's, it's oil drillers, right? Yeah, it's just a bunch of oil drillers. <laughs> yeah, the, the first scene of them, <laughs> just Bruce Willis hitting golf balls off the oil rig into like this like little protest, this environmental protest. <laughs> I was like, all right, great great start to this movie. This is your Fuck typical, yeah. you know. USA. How many American flags are in the background? Oh, U.S. flags? Oh, goodness. It's uh, Michael Bay movie, so there's, you know there's, there's going to be some American flags flapping about. I think there was one painted on their hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was visible throughout. Not not as much as you would expect from Michael Bay. Yeah, just a bunch of smart-ass dialogue from these guys, exaggerated characters, stereotypes, what you what you'd expect. One of the negative reviews was like, this movie is just a machine gun firing nonstop for two and a half hours and he's exactly right <laughs> and 90s america loved it yeah they absolutely second highest grossing movie of the yeah it's just funny bruce willis walks in on ben affleck establishes ben affleck and Liv tyler's relationship finds her in his bed and then he fucking goes out gets a shotgun on this highly what? flammable <laughs> Highly explosive rig. oil rig, oh, and he yeah, just starts firing at Ben Affleck, what? trying to have him stay away from his daughter <laughs> on this oil rig, which I guess this daughter is like one of the um, business advisors and following in her father's footsteps, and she, okay. she's like complaining and to Bruce him all Willis the time. and Ben Affleck, they work on the same oil rig? Yeah, yes, they do. Okay. And Ben Affleck is in with Liv Tyler, Bruce Willis's daughter. Uh, yep. <laughs> That's that's the established relationships that we get. One of the bullets ricochets off and hits hits Ben Affleck, and I guess it was just like a welt. It was it was just like cause it just bounced off, ricocheted. But I'm like, wow, it, yeah, that was a lot of property damage. A lot of <laughs> a lot it was of just like a bunch of bullets just bouncing off the oil rigs and whatnot. A bunch of sparks flying around. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, what is this movie? Wow. But yeah, and then <laughs> cuts to the White House. 
and they're talking about how to That's, destroy yeah. this comet. Great transition. You know, yeah, yeah, it, it goes back and forth. I mean, like, two scenes are happening simultaneously the entire time. You know, it's they're talking about how to destroy the comet, and who's more of a destructive force than... Exactly. ...than Michael Bay's interpretation of a romantic relationship <laughs> than Ben Affleck. Which I, I get. Yes. It's another thing about, like, the tone and themes of it. What are we trying to save, you know, with with this asteroid? Like, we're trying to save our loved ones, trying to save our relationships, trying to save our way of life. So I get that they're trying to humanize them, but it's just so absurdly ridiculous and so (laughs) character-like that it's just, it doesn't... I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, the, the White House general is just like, we need to drill and explode from the inside, and we need the perfect team to do it. And then it cuts to the scene where the drillers just completely fuck up this pipeline. They have to, like, fucking evacuate <laughs> and shit. They're all covered in oil evacuate. and everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's the whole movie trope of, you know, these characters are a bunch of misfits, and who knows if they're actually qualified. We'll see if they prove themselves. <laughs> the misfits, the underdogs. The underdogs going for it. Wow. It's like uh, everything we praised about Pacific Rim is present in this movie. You know, it's about humanity saving itself. Yes. Who better? Who better? Than rednecks. Than a bunch of redneck oil drillers. And the token Russian, the nuclear specialist. And, and did your the, movie yeah. also have a single Russian character yes. who was the nuke yes, it guy? Did. Yeah. It did? It, it, it wasn't, he wasn't the nuke guy, but he was the uh, space station pit stop to fuel their space shuttle, and he went along with it. That's nice. Having He was just, like, making fun of the Americans the entire time and stuff. Like, you Westerners, you cowboys, and all that. It sounds like the dialogue in this movie was akin to, like, a, a 2012, like, Black Ops Zombies dialogue. Yeah. Where all of the characters are, like, caricature stereotypes of their oh, <laughs> respective nations. And they just shit on each other about it. <laughs> it it's literally that. It's it's that kind it's of like back and Dempsey forth banter. and Nikolai talking. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. It's the exact same dialogue. I would love to see a docu-series where Michael Bay does like, what was that one thing that was pretty, received pretty good reviews? It was like Zac Efron goes on like a food tour around the world. Oh. And just sees a bunch of different cultures and stuff. I'd love to see Michael Bay do that. <laughs> Michael Bay do that. Michael Bay travel the world. <laughs> insults other culture <laughs> bathe in other cultures and and we record it and we record amazing they're just going to the bathroom and they see him lighting like pipe bombs or something they're like, nah. he's like not enough explosions <laughs> not enough not enough this won't sell to american audiences <laughs> <laughs> and there's this whole montage scene of course aerosmith is popping up you get the come together as they should as as you would but for some reason many of these teammates are like running away from the the feds <laughs> so they're all like getting arrested by the fbi just so they can be used for the comet initiative there and michael clark duncan is like on this motorcycle oh it's an american flag motorcycle so there's there's another american nice. flag example usa um and of course he's got like thousands of cops just coming after him and then you have like o- owen wilson <laughs> like being chased on horseback he's like your typical farmer and he's just like fucking running away from like these helicopters <laughs> police cars on horseback horseback, of course yeah you know i just i it it just doesn't make sense i feel like these people should be at the rig right now i mean the comet was established that it was going to happen in 
the impact would happen in 18 days. So they have. Wow, they got an 18 day heads 18, up about 18 the 18 day heads up of the comet. <laughs> and uh, they had that, to that was, uh, put together this what crew. What kind of shitty NASA they got? <laughs> this really is like. Did. Is this well, yeah, like that's... a prequel to Idiocracy? Where is. <laughs> This was the <laughs> the fuck kind of satellites do they have? Is it like a kid with a telescope? No, yeah. They got some Galileo ass technology. That's how they um discovered the comet was some urban dude had his big ass telescope and was like, Oh hey, NASA, by the way, this is gonna happen and he wanted to name the comet after his wife because she's a bloodsucker or something. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Bay has to have a lot of marital issues that he keeps <laughs> bringing up like shitty wives and i mean what was it It was that like weird fourth transformers movie where there's the the mark Wahlberg one yeah was, like, the creepy the romance and the father son-in-law rivalry yeah yeah that's exactly what happens and it's just weird they have 18 days the comet was proposed and within that 18 days they're working on the oil rig and it's like shouldn't they all be at the oil rig it shouldn't be hard to find these guys why why do we have to do like this whole police chase helicopter chase scene and arrest them all you know it's just like they, they should be working <laughs> it's not it's well, not hard to like gather them up don't they only work like four months out of the year or something and they get paid a stupid oh, amount probably. of money just because the job is so dangerous yeah it's like one of the highest paying jobs i i don't know if the oil rig was before the 18 days or or what but i'm like how, how are these guys off the oil rig already you know i don't know i guess with the transitions it wouldn't help with that if it's going back and forth between the white oh, house yeah. talking about the comet it's so frantic on the I, oil I don't know rig. what's happening i don't and I then don't it shows them at home it doesn't really make sense that the time i trust time michael frame. bay to know the inner workings of <laughs> you know being an oil tycoon since he's probably one of their best customers with the amount of explosive devices he has to buy He's going to need a lot of flammable stuff. <laughs> he does. So I'm sure he's very he's very on the pulse of the oil drilling community. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure he had he some type of ties good. to that set. Because I think they did film literally on, on the oil rig. I don't think there was any CGI or anything. <laughs> it wasn't like the Man of Steel oil rig. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not Just that. Computers. It was like glossy, weird computer CGI. <laughs> they have this whole absurd comedic bits of them being tested for the space travel just the actors just totally goofing off the entire time not taking these <laughs> tests seriously it's so absurd that that whole <laughs> that whole montage was just whack it was <laughs> then they bring in you know their 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 jets and whatnot and they called it like x-71 jets i don't know if those are actual jets air force jets but it yeah, suspiciously looked like x-jets from the X-Men, which being written by like J.J. Abrams, Michael Bay, Jerry Bruckheimer, I'm sure they reference that. But yeah. But yeah, so many references to Star Wars, Looney Tunes, Star Trek, you, you name it. Any any reference, they, they got it. They, they built it right into the script. From what I've heard, this entire movie seems to be referenced in uh, Space Chimps. Have you seen Space Chimps? Space Chimps? No, I have not. Yeah, it's, it's about like they got it. They send monkeys to space or they like to send them through a wormhole to see if it works. And, you know, they got they got the monkeys that were raised in NASA. And they're like the astronaut monkeys. But the only monkey that can handle the G's necessary to steer it through the wormhole is the uh, is the circus monkey. OK, you know, and that's that's these guys. These aren't these aren't NASA monkeys. These are circus monkeys. These are circus monkeys. They are literal circus monkeys. 
Wow. You need the you need the blue collar guys. <laughs> the blue they can, collar they can handle it. Monkeys. It won't be pretty, but they'll get it done. And do they? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. As they're training. <laughs> we'll see. I guess they have time within these 18 days to, you know, have a little downtime, I guess. 18 days to the end of the world, and they got some downtime? They got, they got some downtime, yeah. So they, they, like, go to the strip club. Steve Buscemi's going to the strip club, a couple of them. <laughs> they have so much, like, NASA money. This, like, kingpin dude is like, hey, dude, you're hogging all the merchandise. Just starts, like, this whole bar fight brawl. And then they get arrested. And then they and get I'm like, arrested. oh my god, that takes up so much time. All the paperwork you have to get through to like, <laughs> oh, I'm like, oh my god, this does not make sense. They are running out of time, and this is what they're doing. It cuts to this whole romantic scene with Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler and talking about marrying once it's all over and stuff. And and it's exactly shot, like, almost frame for frame, like, the, the whole ending to the first transformers like with megan fox and shia labeouf just making out on the hood of bumblebee's car this is like on the literally, hood of a sentient car on the sentient car what an asshole move <laughs> the it's car so is a person gross. and they're just they're they're just, <laughs> they're nailed just, on it just banging on it <laughs> they think he wouldn't notice was he sleeping <laughs> yeah he's a cybertronian i don't think they sleep ever or shut down ever so i don't know he won't sleep ever again after he this. won't sleep ever again if he did before. Oh, God. Wow, so they have a beautiful romance scene. Yeah, a little romance which... scene. They're like this little picnic <laughs> by the car on this 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 time. The one movie where it's acceptable to, to bang on the hood of the car, they put it in this movie, not in Transformers. Do you think um do you think all of Michael Bay's romance experience he's gotten from like Sports Illustrated magazines? Where it's just <laughs> bikini clad so, girls on like the hoods of sports cars. That's literally the, he's like, yeah, the only is, way he films it. Yeah. <laughs> This is the most romantic setting I can think of. Oh yeah, this is this is the good good stuff. And Ben Affleck is kind of a psycho. He's like reenacting with these animal crackers on her like stomach, and it's all these like sexual innuendos about being in the wild and Dan and Australian and all that. Do we go up north or do we migrate south and all that? So it's like it's a bunch of fucking weird dialogue. And I'm like, wow, you are a psychopath. <laughs> if I was about to go on a suicide mission to an asteroid. I would probably also try and get my cringiest sex fantasies out beforehand. <laughs> if Ben you know, Affleck involves animal crackers, animal crackers, then, then that's and, just and what Australian it involves. accents. You know, that's you know, just I don't, I don't judge. I don't he judge. Wants to be I don't crocodile Dundee. He wants to be crocodile Dundee. <laughs> the animal cracker hunter. Oh God. Yep. Yeah. What a what a weirdo. I will say the one one thing the movie does right is like yeah, definitely the visuals, definitely the CG. Like I do like the whole asteroid look. They do a good job of making it a little um, vague in the first shot, a little more menacing and big, shrouded in cosmic dust. You know, you have one little asteroid ahead of it, and then and then it zooms out, and it's like, oh, it's like a bigger one. Um, so it puts into perspective of how big this threat is. Isn't it, like, stupid huge? Pretty, It's pretty big, yeah. It's like 50 miles or, like, some ridiculous overkill I th- amount. I think, I think so, was, Didn't yeah. they do, like, some research for both films, for this one and Deep Impact? I think the Deep Impact one tried to keep it more scientifically accurate, with the largest one being like six or ten miles long. Uh, I think the Armageddon one's like fifty miles long or something. Like it is extinction oh, level <laughs> events. Because you know it's you, you have to go big. You know, gotta gotta go big in these mo- go big movies. Or <laughs> go home. Fuck it. 
go big or be extinct. It's very menacing. I like those visuals. There's the cosmic dust that trailing off of it. It's like tendrils coming in towards Earth. It was a cool visual. I liked the planetoid itself when they land on the asteroid planetoid um, gravity feels like you're on the moon a little mm. bit gave me like little lv426 vibes from alien certainly f- feels very alien yeah it, it did uh, yeah but i will say i think <laughs> this movie is probably the, the worst paced than transformers i think i don't know I, it's been a while since i watched what? transformers transformers one wasn't bad i think the third one had awful pace yeah the third it one was like was all of it was yeah. just crammed into the but end i feel like armageddon just takes the cake for the most frantically paced Michael Bay movie. My mind was rushing so much. I couldn't go to sleep (laughs) after that. I was so stimulated (laughs) with the the fucking pacing of this movie. Epilepsy and ADHD-inducing film by Michael Bay. My brain almost imploded. Yeah, there's a lot of weird meme moments. I think I sent you on (laughs) Snapchat. It's like Steve Buscemi riding the warhead like a cowboy, and they called it space dementia that he was suffering from, or some shit. Space dementia. Wow. There's like this little feature on the uh, little rover thing, a little drill rover. This little, um, like, predator-esque gun, and he just starts fucking firing it towards the other people. He just wanted to test it out, see what, what it would do. He's like, take that asteroid. They he's like, oh, shoot, there. watch your heads. Yeah, there's like a little gun. Watch your heads. <laughs> and he's just like blasting this. It, it came out of nowhere. It's a feature that wasn't mentioned during the whole montage space prepping scene. Nice. Is there a payoff with it? Like, is it used at no, the end? No, it's not used at all ever <laughs> no. again. It was just, it was just <laughs> thrown in there because why not? I was like, okay, why the fuck why, not? Why the fuck not? And, and then, and so they're drilling and, and they lose a drill. It explodes in fiery chaos. I think it like takes out four of their crew. Oof. So they had two shuttles going in. So Bruce Willis's shuttle landed just fine. The other shuttle crashed, and Ben Affleck was in the crash shuttle. They had to like drive the rover over. I guess Ben Affleck was like, I don't know how to drive this thing. I don't know what's going on. There's a blinking red dot, so I'm just going to go to that. I don't know how to work this thing. Bruce Willis's driller explodes. Ben Affleck comes to the rescue. And they're drilling, and for some reason, Ben Affleck, he's the one drilling, even though he doesn't know how to work the thing. And it's going on overload again. It's ending up exactly how the first one blew up in flames. But Ben Affleck's like, no, Bruce Willis, you gotta, you gotta trust me. You, you, you just gotta trust me. I, I can do this. And then it drills just fine. Nice. Even though he had no idea how to work this rover. No idea how to do anything it was it was just weird i was like okay cool nice so it was a lot of weird inconsistencies and uh and then at the end uh, he's like uh, bruce willis accepts ben affleck as his son-in-law and then bruce willis sacrifices you're himself. a good enough driller to drill my daughter go home <laughs> go home go drill he proved his worth <laughs> godspeed go home and drill even though they hated each other now they had like a little back and forth a little bit but yeah he Bruce Willis finally accepted at the end. He's like, all right, go go marry my daughter. It's a little sentimental moment, I suppose. But that is Armageddon. Wow. What a time. Uh, so this this week we have a little different uh, approach to it. <laughs> For some reason, we thought we were picking the good and bad movies based off of, like, box office numbers. Yes. Which, that was a choice. That, w- that was a choice. And Armageddon blew Deep Impact out of the water by, like, $200 million. So like, oh, it must be better. Must be better. So, so we watched Armageddon and we watched Deep Impact. We will decide on Thursday after we review Deep Impact, which is the better take on yes. the, the, you know, apocalyptic comet slash asteroid genre of 
of this. There's actually a new movie about the subject matter out called Greenland with everyone's favorite Gerard Butler. <laughs> I think that one just came out like this week or last week or something. I'm hearing all right things about it, but I think it's good that we're doing these two. We could decide which is good, which is bad. Tune in on Thursday to, to hear. Make the choice. To hear our choice in the matter. So if you had to give a number rating to Armageddon, what number rating would you give it? If, it was, if you had just seen it in a vacuum, no deep impact taken into consideration. <laughs> Just, you know, an inspiring okay. Michael Bay apocalypse film. What would you rate it? I'd rate it like a 6, 6.5 comet radius out of 10. A 6.5 comet radius? Hmm. All right, nice. Back in the day, it kind of did everything right for a blockbuster. It had a big cast, had Aerosmith oh, for yeah. the soundtrack. It was a big hit, more, more so worldwide than the U.S., but it was a big hit. And it's Good CGI. Like the CGI holds up today even. it does yeah, it's like it does. jurassic park like it definitely it looks way better than deep impact <laughs> yeah so much better it kind of has that transformer blue glow vibe and cg aspects and whatnot. it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's good blue orange yeah and you know you got the practical sets you got the practical land rovers like it, it, it did good it did good with the whole mix of mediums of practical versus cgi and i think it did pretty good for its time so a good solid 6.5 out of 10. Armageddon. We got it up to a 6.5. <laughs> I, to be honest, I don't know if it. I can you watch this movie again. I just, <laughs> yeah, I kind of tucked myself up to that 0.5. It's, it's, you know, it's one of those like once every few years movies. It's definitely a, a good 2020 movie to right. watch. Right, yeah. Uh, certainly since they take the subject matter and show that it, you can have fun with it as opposed to real life in which there's no fun there's no fun and no way to avoid it but yes so yeah it's kind of a nice like little human spirit against all odds type movie you know if it's on tv it's something to watch if you have nothing else to watch it's it's a fun movie might be on like fx or something or or amc or whatever yeah. if you're just scrolling through it'd be a good movie to look back on throughout the years of the blockbuster realms of like the late 90s through early 2000s just kind of like that start into that trend blockbuster action big budget post star wars era explosion right amazing armageddon yeah well be sure to tune in thursday for part two of this of this mystery movie analysis we're going to review deep impact this film's two-month predecessor (laughs) much more serious take on the genre and then but in the meantime let us know Hit us up on social media. What you think is the better of the two? We'll be posting some questions, some polls, perhaps. Yes. We'll see what uh, see what, what everyone do. thinks is better between Armageddon and Deep Impact. And if you haven't seen them, definitely give them a watch because it's watch much preferable to let us know what you think to this. Yes. Yeah. Of of all the apocalypse things that we've reviewed so far, what would be your preferred apocalypse? Oh, I'm thinking Pacific Rim so far. That's it's taking the cake. I want to see. Okay. Giant monsters. Giant, giant monster. Robots. I could see that. Yeah. Mine's probably Reign of Fire. Reign of I Fire mean, Dragon. I, no, probably Pacific Rim, actually. Yeah, yeah. Dragon Apocalypse would be cool, but at least be we get cool. like mech suits out of Pacific Rim. Yeah, well well perhaps maybe there'll be a blend where we have to build giant robots to defeat the, the Reign of Fire, perhaps. Maybe. 
I don't think they'd be as giant though. Those dragons aren't as big as like That's the, true. the Pacific Rim kaiju. Yeah, so maybe there'll be much more mecha options than building yeah, maybe, one giant thing. Maybe asteroid and our solution to that. Maybe that's what's in the files in White House is we build a big mech suit to go <laughs> wrestle the asteroid. To go wrestle out the asteroid. Fucking toss it like a football out of the trajectory of Earth. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I can imagine it. The current NASA plan. It's the current plan. The uh, this this is all part of the secret plan. Yeah, so back, you know, back in the 20th century when half of NASA was uh, closet Nazis, uh, they were <laughs> yeah. like, oh, this, is how we do, this is how we destroy the America. This is how we and do then it. they made the plan that if a comet comes, we build a big mech suit and we grab it by the tail and we like launch it out into space. Damn. With the WWE theme playing. This is like the nice. Hydra plan. There's been sleeper cells all along. Yeah. Wow. So let us know what you guys think about that theory. I think it's yeah, pretty accurate. It's pretty good. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, tune in Thursday for part two. See you Thursday, baby. Comments. We don't want you to close your eyes. We don't want you to fall asleep because we'll miss you, babe. And we don't want you to miss a thing. God damn it. I don't want you to miss a thing. <laughs> I don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall, fall asleep. I don't want to miss a thing. Howdy, y'all. This is Terran, a.k.a. The Bad. Thank you for tuning in to our new program. The first 50 lawmen to give us a five-star iTunes Wanted review will be entered to win a gift card for any movie theater or streaming service of their choice. Stay tuned on social media as we announce the winner. Links in the description. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't get dysentery. Now, everybody pretend that I rode off into the sunset. Bye now.